Hey, I'm Kyle. And I'm Casey. And this is Previewed, the show where we talk about the mini-movies before the movies. Hey, it's time to do the, the podcast. Is it time already? Yeah, for Previewed. Today we have a guest. We have Tony Libra on the podcast of uh, City Pages fame. Yeah, fame is how I would articulate it for sure. Are you a critic for them or do you just <laughs> yes, consider yourself? Uh, yes, I am a, a content producer. <laughs> technically the movie critic or film cricket. Cool. I don't know if you guys can pull uh, Simpsons refs on this podcast or not, but we'll pass it to our lawyers. I'm not so, sure. You, you never know with Disney. Don't mess <laughs> yeah. with the mouse, they say. I think um, you're our, our biggest guest and only guest we've ever had. Tony. Wow. How does it feel? I feel honored, confused, and a little sleepy. <laughs> yeah, just uh, about, all in one. About my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, this is bedtime for you. It's bedtime for Casey. And we're really glad to have Tony on the podcast. And I'm going to quick uh, run down the trailer we just watched, Inheritance. And he- here's what happens in that Yeah, tell trailer. us what happens in this trailer. Please. Yeah, so Lauren a young and ambitious lawyer is learning a lesson about chess from her 50-something papa in what looks like their family's mansion, I think. That's Mm -hmm. like what it it feels like. And after uh, her papa finishes telling her about the game of life and how the game of life is just like chess, he says something like, um, it's not about where you are, it's where you'll be in 10 moves or 10 years. Wow. And then right after that, we find out he's dead. He's died from a heart attack. Huh? Um, although uh, someone at the funeral or right after that says something like, he was in great shape. How could he die from a heart attack? He was in better shape than we were. Hmm. Uh, it might be like her brother or something. It's kind of hard to tell um, the relationship, but um, a little suspicious. There's like a little bit of a nugget dropped right at, at the beginning uh-huh. of something going wrong. And uh, shortly after, it's revealed that Lauren is told by uh, the father, her father's executor, that she alone has been left a secret inheritance of a key, a secret key, and only she gets it. Oh my. Uh, and nobody else knows about it. It's a, it's a secret secret. She finds out that the key unlocks a bunker that looks like it's like in the backwoods of this mansion. And when she, ent- when she enters the bunker, she finds a man chained up and kept captive. Yeah, the ca- there's a captive guy with white long hair, and it's spooky. Although she's never seen this shackled man, he knows her name, Lauren, and secrets about her family that she didn't even know. And he really wants to see her face. Yeah, he does? Does he say that? Yeah. yeah he says, show me he your face. Like, I think he says, hey, face. you'd look prettier if you smiled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously from... A couple of years ago, he hasn't been through the Me Too movement. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. He, um, he missed that while he was in the bunker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so with uh, the conversations through this bunker man, Lauren begins to question her father and her family, and she tries to get to the bottom of this mysterious bunker man and why he was put there in the first place. The bunker man says that when she discovers the real truth, she will set him free. And that's pretty much the trailer. Oh my. There's a, there's a few little other nuggets here and there that are a little more specific, but we can get into that. Yeah, I'd say one thing that you left out is that it gets a little cuckoo bananas. It gets super cuckoo bananas. It was hard to write the synopsis because <laughs> there's so much. I also have some nits to pick later because 
that was part of like, there's so many things that are like, is this important or is this not important? Yeah, I didn't envy you having to write this synopsis because <laughs> yeah, there's so, a, so much going on. Yeah, lots of characters that don't have any sort of um, establishing moments. They're just yep. sort of like, and here's this guy and he says this. I would say that this uh, movie should be called Inscaritance because... I was spooked. <laughs> and also, is nothing sacred? Like, do, did they have to show that shot of Simon Pegg, like, revealing himself? And, like, why couldn't they save that for the actual movie? See, now this is my this is my yeah. whole raison d'etre for being on this podcast. Yeah. Comes out, <laughs> yeah. Please. Pre- I hate previews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against so them. You're the perfect guest. I've always been against them, and that's that actually did intrigue me about this. So I listened to a couple episodes of the ones that I didn't want to know anything about the movie, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. this yeah. this is yet another. I did think to Kyle's point that a lot of the stuff that wasn't really explained, I was like, oh, this is great. But yeah, why show why show Simon Pegg? That's a good question. That's that's like the heater scene. I would assume of like this entire movie, and they just. They gave it away for free. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you think I, when I think about like the horror movies that this is, I'm guessing sort of trying to emulate and you think about mm-hmm. like seven, Kevin Spacey, no, I'm, yeah. no billing, no billing in that yeah, movie. Spo- Nobody even right. knew. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen <laughs> seven spoilers. Yeah. I, we don't really have a spoiler. Uh, if anyone watches this, things are going to get spoiled or listens to this. We don't have warnings. Yeah, if there's uh you know, if it's if it's been ten years or twenty years, even thirty <laughs> yeah, thirty right. years, how long has it been since that it's movie? It's almost came out? thirty. Yeah, yeah statute of limitations has been surpassed. Yeah, not for Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Can I give my trailer rating? Yeah, let's get some ratings. What, I'm going to give this as far as trailers go. Yeah, I'm going to give this bad boy uh, five eight ball jackets. Out of five? Uh, yeah, five out of five eight ball jackets as worn by Putty in um, Seinfeld. Is Putty... Putty is Patrick Warburton who is playing <laughs> okay. her father. I don't know enough about uh, Seinfeld to really? remember okay. his character. That's, I can't think of anything other than Putty when I see that, Seinfeld. that dude. Wait, was Patrick Warburton her dad in that? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I was like paying so close attention to like the most insignificant details, trying to prep myself for this <laughs> podcast the cast, to the point yeah. where I missed the fact that Patrick Warburton is in the movie. He's great. I mean, I that's love the it. beauty of trailers. Everybody gets something different out of it. Yeah. Well, I think with like thrillers, especially, you know, you, at least when I'm going through this, I'm like looking for the little details to give it away mm-hmm. subconsciously, if, if nothing else. Yeah, I was watched it like six or seven times. I didn't really pick up a lot besides that they were giving away too much. <laughs> like a lot of it was like, this is a little too obvious. Sort yeah. of, but also they gave away nothing. Like I don't really know what this movie is about aside from there's a guy in a bunker. Yeah, so I'm super <laughs> confused about it. I'm going to give it uh, four out of five chessboards. Four out of five. Mm. Yeah, not a full five, but okay. it was close. It was a fun trailer, but I think just the little bit of discussion we've had so far as we it's there's some issues i feel like with the trailer in general right tony what do you got um do i need to make up a fun fun rating system you could give uh, it yes yeah you have to you do it right now Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it two out of four kurt cobain's because <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah. simon Pegg is kurt cobain <laughs> 
I'm jumping ahead to my trailer detective moment, and I'm going to say that this is the story of what happened to Kurt Cobain. He wow, didn't actually wow. die. He's wow, alive in wow. this bunker. Spoilers. Amazing. Can we? What conspiracy can we latch this to? Are there any like political figures that like might have wanted um, Kurt Cobain dead? That uh, we could, like, t- Tipper Gore, maybe. <laughs> Tipper Gore. Oh my gosh. As as trailer detectives, did they did they make any mention of like who Simon Pegg is and how he's connected to her at all? No. She she asks and he replies, "I like to think I'm part of the family." Okay, so like a, a much older brother or or. Or famous grunge, famous grunge (laughs) rock star. They don't really get into what the dad did. They kind of have like um, political things going on. And that could be like her brother or a friend or whoever that other guy is. He he says something later on about a banker, a lawyer, and a politician. Oh, yeah. Yep. With the implication being... I. One of them's a bank. I believe her brother is a politician. She is probably a uh, lawyer, and her dad is a banker. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to guess. Yeah. What do you right. guess? Uh, maybe he's the banker. They they don't really get into what because their house is so big. Can you have a house like that in New York if you're a banker? Oh yeah. Maybe he's the CEO. <laughs> oh yeah. He could be like a. He could be like a Bernie Madoff type. Yeah, dabbling. yeah, that's dabbling. Maybe that's sort of what the yeah. He's sending messages from the grave, right? We kind of like made to believe that there's like a video footage of him. Oh yeah, there right? is a video of him. I I didn't put that together, but um, that makes a lot of sense. I yeah. thought it was more just like some weird trailer editing that they were doing. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Which, Tony, did you pick up on that? I, your, I did not. No, in my okay. sleuthing, uh, yeah, that that passed me by. I was reading more more deeply into uh, completely inconsequential things like what chess pieces were being played at the beginning of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. hey, that could be very important. Was she using the king? Here's the thing. With with terrible movies like this, the mm-hmm. subtext on stuff like that is like super... Super loud. Yeah. So, he, so f- he's playing, if you want to know, yeah. the black queen, and she's playing a white pawn. So read into that um, how you will. The queen yeah. obviously being the strongest piece on the board. Yep. Yes, yep. most influential. And the pawn being a lowly pawn. Nothing. A lowly pawn. That's right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Very is deep. she being is she being played like a pawn or right. is she is she uh using her her pawns as a strategy to right. outwit the queen? Wow, this is a deep movie. <laughs> Let's talk about her a little bit. Lil, L- Lily Collins. There's something something interesting about Lily is her her mom's name is Jill Tavelman. And <laughs> and when Yeah, when her when her dad and and Jill, you know, obviously got together and she was born, that was the genesis of her life. Yeah, that's that is pretty neat. It's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you guys seen her in anything before? No. Is this a breakout role for her or has she been in some stuff? I think she was in like Snow White or uh She was in Snow that White. Bong Joon Ho movie with the what was it called? Which the one? Netflix one? O- Okja? Is that what it's pronounced? Oh, it's pronounced. Okja. Okja. Okja is I never I saw that it, one. But you're probably right. Ooh, it's so good. Is it good? She's yeah, in it's that. Great. I am told by the internet. I'm gonna have to go back and watch yeah. that again. Get to know her. She seemed like a fresh face to me. Yeah, she's fresh faced. What were you going to say, Tony? Oh, I was going to say there's a lot of 
another thing I'm reading into this is there's an, a lot of class politics at play here, which was a big mm-hmm. theme of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Bong Joon-ho having made Parasite, I feel like this is maybe part of part of her role choice. Oh, sure. She's like, sure. hey, I want to be in another, right. I want to be in some class warfare movie and I want to speak for the people. Yeah, even uh, that Okja movie is kind of about like imprisonment and being held captive, but it's about like an animal. It's more of like an animal yeah. rights type of thing. But yeah, there are a lot of parallels there. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say that this movie also reminded me sort of of Bong Joon-ho's latest movie, Parasite, the way that there's kind of like a secret bunker. Oh, yeah. And then also of uh, the last season of True Detective, which also had like a lot of class mm-hmm. um, stuff going on. And it was like about this rich family that sort of like kidnapped slash adopted a kid that wasn't theirs. And it is kind of like tied up in that whole what you're saying, Tony. Like the last couple of years, there's like this class and it weirdly with, with, um, captivity is like kind of tied in right yeah and especially with i mean there are so many movies and tv shows with that (laughs) i i am such a sucker for that like the the bunker or the hatch kind of like door in a (laughs) corridor leading to something ominous that you know shouldn't be there and especially in like true detective when there's that like um contrast between like the bare hallway into like a room that's like decorated like a kid's room or something like that right it, I, I hate it so much, but yeah, I, I am such a sucker for it. Like it's, it's such a, um, it's such a baity kind of yeah <laughs> aesthetic there, or whatever. It wasn't quite as much of a like bait and switch though with the hallway. It was like, I wonder what is at the end of this hallway. Oh, more cement. Well, no, not, like- <laughs> not baity for the characters in whatever the, the thing is baity for me. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. It's like, oh, I really want to see what the mystery is on the end of this. Yeah, and that and really that's obvious. This trailer stick. seemed like it was just going to be, I don't know, some some kind of like thriller that takes place in in New York, and then all of a sudden she opened that door in the woods or whatever, and that's that was simultaneously my onboard moment and the moment that made me say, wait, 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 wait. what, what. Yes. It's like yeah. it's turned into a very dimensional kind of movie. Like what that was a great hook for this stupid trailer. Yeah, they, they do really set you up. I, I I almost felt like why did we have all the other stuff? Like I just kinda <laughs> wanted that like mystery part. Like kind of set up like, oh, this person didn't know there was a, a bunker, and guess what? There's a bunker she has to deal with. <laughs> and less of like there's all this other political stuff going on. Like that could wait for the movie, I felt like, but or like I don't know. It felt like it was trying to tease and be a trailer. It was like kind of sitting on the fence of what I felt like a teaser should be, and then they kept having more scenes, and it was like, mm, let's slow down a little. Right. I, like, you, you already sold me on the on the hook. Yeah, that's the classic, or I guess I guess not classic. The modern trailer dilemma. Yeah, too much. So, Tony, as a critic, how do you handle trailers? Um, I stopped watching them. Completely, um, completely. Yeah, I wrote an article. One of my articles for City Pages a couple of years ago was basically proselytizing um, and telling people to stop watching trailers <laughs> because when you think about trailers as marketing pieces rather than like information or like hype, you know, if the, if this was like a 
Wendy's commercial releasing like a new cheeseburger, people would be like, oh, it's mm-hmm. an ad. But they never say that about like art because they're like, oh, this is, you know, a movie. It's not a commodity. And trailers right, really, yeah. they sort of commodify them to the point of like, okay, so take this movie, for example. If you piqued my interest with like the bunker thing, you don't show Simon Pegg, but you've got all this sort of suspense and build. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe it's interesting to me. But they pull that stuff in there to like get the other group of people. Oh, we got to get a Simon Pegg face shot. Now we're like, okay, Simon Pegg fans are in. People who are interested in like this growing class divide theme, they're getting mm-hmm. in. General yeah. thriller stuff. But um, no, I stopped watching them a couple years ago because I saw the Terminator Genesis trailer. Yeah. That was two two Terminators ago. I don't know if you guys saw that one. That's the one with Amelia Clark. <laughs> yeah, where she's Sarah Connor. Um, but anyway, they in that trailer they they uh, or in the second trailer, I'm I'm completely rehashing my own article <laughs> right now. But in the second trailer, they essentially give away the twist of the movie, which spoilers is that John Connor has become a Terminator and is sent back to kill everybody. So okay, did you see the movie? I saw it after I saw that trailer, like years later, because I was like, well, I've seen this whole, I, the movie is ruined. And I'm like, right. I mean, right. I, I think everyone kind of our age is, we grew up with Terminator. T2 mm-hmm. was like, like I had T2 toys, you know, even though it was a rated R movie. So there's like something near and dear to my heart about the Terminator series. And every new one they make is just like, I shouldn't get my hopes up, but I do. Right. So this one, I didn't yep. even have to get my hopes up because like the first, second trailer they give away like literally the three quarter twist of the movie. And yes. after that, I was just like, why am I even, why am I even doing this? Like, why am I watching these? So then black Panther was coming mm-hmm. out and I was like, so hyped for black Panther. I was like, I'm not going to watch any black Panther trailers. Yeah. The MCU trailer, like marketing machine is just insane, but I'm going to somehow avoid all these trailers. And I did yep. somehow, and like the movie was that much better. But in the process of it, too, I just started avoiding trailers altogether. And then I started yeah. finding that even like bad movies were mm-hmm. significantly better because I didn't know what was going to happen. And right. the like we we don't realize it a lot of times, but we're so fine tuned when it comes to rooting out genre conventions like mm-hmm. anybody can do it these days because, yeah. you know, we're 100 years in the movies and 100 plus and we just kind of know how they work. So it's hard yeah. to get. I mean, speaking of yeah. Parasite, like I didn't watch the trailer for that. But even if I had, I sometimes I watch the trailers after the movies just to see like what were they going what they for. give away. And even sure. that one, man, there's no way you could have guessed that one coming. Yeah. Oh, can we can we just go back to something? You, you mentioned Black Panther. Good movie, right? Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. OK, cool. It was great. Uh, moving on. Oh, uh, I don't like that movie, Tony. So, oh no, I think this is going to have to be a beef that me and Casey squash at some point. What? Well, we can get <laughs> we can get into this on an episode of uh, Post Viewed. Oh, good title! Yeah, That's a good wow, title. great spinoff. Yeah, I love it. Oh wow, Post Viewed. But then my other yeah. my other big like delight about the trailer thing is the movie Mother, the Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, did you guys see that one? I've seen the film. I I don't think I ever saw the trailer for it. The the trailer positions it as like a thriller kind of like ghost story almost, which is mm-hmm. not at all what it is. Yeah. And people were really pissed about that movie because a lot of people went to it thinking it was something else and then were like completely appalled by yeah. it. Which when people <laughs> do stuff like that, I love it because it's like the marketing people are fucking with you to get 
the asses in the seats and that that worked but then it's like a completely you know derailed mad cat movie so that was a lot of fun so i don't know did that answer did that answer your question yeah yeah i was really curious about how when you're when you you know are seeing these these movies professionally if you take them all out or and so what do you what kind of like research do you do before you see the movies if any well uh, yeah some but really like cursory amounts and that's kind of what i tell people to do is like you know you should you you really shouldn't care about reviews so much or like what the trailer is leading you to think um you should just kind of know like okay who's in this movie who directed it who wrote it so like i looked into that stuff after i watched this trailer didn't know anybody but like things like that are gonna sort of set you on the right track and then you know every once in a while you'll hear stories about this and that but um I don't know. I, I recognize that not everyone can, you know, has the luxury of just seeing like right. a ton of movies where they can <laughs> kind of know like how many people are and who directed and whatever. But it really yeah. does. Like I can say as somebody who watches probably a movie every day, uh, it's significantly improved the viewing experience. And it also mm-hmm. does kind of make watching the trailers fun afterward because you kind of like see, oh, this is what they were trying to do. This is what actually happened. Um, yeah. But that's kind of like the advice. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Despite this uh, podcast being my idea and claiming to love trailers, I did, I saw the favorite without knowing a single thing about that movie other than the title of it. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the best theater experiences I've ever had. So it is a great, a great way to do it, especially when the movie is good. And I, I do quickly want to say, I don't, you know, it's not a holistic hatred of trailers because I think you can do it right. And that's the problem with a lot of trailer houses these days is they don't do it right. And there's just so like, you know, you get trailers for movies that aren't even done yet, like 18 months before they come out. Like Alien to me has the perfect trailer. You guys should. Here's another here's another tip for a future episode. Start doing some old trailers. Because Alien has the perfect trailer. You don't see the monster. You don't see the xenomorph. You There's no dialogue. You just see, like, the people. You see some, like, space shit. And it ends with, in space, no one can hear you scream. And, like, that's it. So that's another... Do you that's think, for another future segment. You can do classic trailers and see how different they are. Right. Yeah. Do you think uh, there's a misdirection happening in this trailer? Where is it? Were you getting any vibes from Inheritance that were, like, maybe this is a bait-and-switch I think with uh, with dumb movies, this is part of how I, why I think and I'm getting ahead of myself. But uh, I, I think with dumb bad movies, you you can sort of tell a little bit from the marketing materials that like the idea isn't to misdirect so much as it's just to confuse. Yeah. Um, like throw as much at the wall as you can and just like pretend there's some sense of knowing what you're doing there. Um, and that's right. kind of what I get from this movie. Yeah. Do you guys have a top five list for your favorite held captive movies? Do you guys yeah, have other yeah. similar movies that uh, we can rank? Yeah. My top five, I actually have a top, a top seven. I Whoa. don't need to cheat, but I found while looking through some of these that uh, are, are some captive movies. Yeah. That yes. They're some of my favorite movies. Which is weird because I'm not like I don't consider myself to be like a horror movie fan. And growing yeah. up, I I actually like really thought I hated horror movies. 
but I think it's because I saw Jason three when I was like way too young. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it traumatized me. But uh, right. then I, I came to realize that I just don't like bad horror movies and that horror movies are some of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. So I got a little, that. or sorry, horror movies are, so, wait, what was I trying to say? Captive movies are some <laughs> of my favorite movies. My list in no particular order, uh, Room, starring Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I love that Why, movie. Are we breaking down the movies? Yeah, too? talk about them. Why listening? did they make the top seven? Okay, Room Room was probably one of the best movies of the last 10 years, I would say. Um, it's like so simple. Obviously, the first half of it takes place in a room, like the tiniest room. So I think the way that they shot it was ingenious because they really did shoot it in this tiny space and cheated mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. you know, make that happen. Um, but like, I love a good, simple concept movie. If you contrast that with this movie and how convoluted it looks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> The premise of Room is so stupid simple. It's like mom and, you know, son, product of rape son, live in this man's shed, essentially. Um, But it's just just like, it's a great movie. The execution is amazing. And the scene, have you guys seen it? Uh, Yeah, I've seen it. The scene where the, where they, they essentially break the kid out in Room. Yeah. uh, I think it's one of the best scenes in, in cinema. It's it's really? crazy. Like it, the the uh, heart palpitations I was feeling while watching that scene were like it was it was a visceral experience. And now having had a son, I really can't even imagine like watching that. Yeah, movie. I wonder there if there are a couple God movies. Damn since, it! I, since I, I had the boy, uh, like that yeah. and the road. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch again because they would like bum me out so hard. <laughs> um, All right, keep going on your list. Um, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Another movie that is like just an incredible movie. Obviously, won it won an Oscar, I think, didn't it? I think it won. I think the Big Five or something like that. But I also think it's the only horror movie to ever win Best Picture. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like in back in the old film school days, that was something that that came up. but another movie that's just like, you know, we talked about how we talked about the Hannibal Lecter thing. Like, think how many shows and movies like sort of copy that format. It's not like the most original thing in the world, but it's so impactful on American culture. And mm-hmm. also just like if you think about it in terms of the other angles, like feminist movie, her overcoming this, you know, yeah. boys club essentially and like being a, a female agent. And then, like, having to go up against this dude who's, like, literally kidnapping women and, you know, wanting to wear them. It's, yeah. uh, like, there's some <laughs> there's some heavy stuff and some, like, intelligent stuff going on in that movie. And it's, uh, like, that's a movie, again, to the point of, you know, not really liking horror movies when I was younger. If right. I had seen that movie, I would have been like, this is incredible, you know. But I was seeing, like, The Ring and being like, I hate this so much. I'm just trying to like make out with this girl, and I got this demon woman I'm coming through spooked. the TV. Yeah, yeah. too spooked. Yeah. Uh, what What else you got, Tony? Um, Fargo. So I'm getting I'm getting a little like you know, slightly off. Like they're not strictly. I mean, it's pretty much a, a captivity movie. Like the the crux yeah. of it is that his he, wife is or he he gets his wife kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have that on the list, especially being Minnesotan. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's got it all. If you're a Minnesotan, it's got it. It's got it all. Misery. Yeah, I got that on my list. 
yeah, Mis- Misery we watched a few years ago, Tally and I, and I was like, uh, pretty blown away. That's another one where it's sort of so ingrained in, in pop culture that right. um, you sort of know what's going to happen already, not unlike mm-hmm. when you watch a trailer. But it's so good that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I've read I've read a few Stephen King's Stephen King books, and I am not a fan. Uh, like I don't yeah. like the way he writes, but plot wise and like story structure, he's like he's got it down. Um, he was yeah. allegedly so coked out through that period that he doesn't remember writing that book. Uh, <laughs> but great job. I mean, somebody else might have written it. Who knows? But great job yeah. if you did write it, Stephen King. Um, that one's great. Kathy Bates is great. Yeah, that's one where where my wife Emily like just the sight of Kathy Bates and anything makes her like stomach turn <laughs> yeah. because she watched that movie. Yeah, it's so she iconic is, for her. She yeah. is so good in that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my context of who she is, being the age I am, is as Adam Sandler's mom in The Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So seeing the turn from that to like you know it was obviously the other way around, but seeing the turn from. Bobby Boucher's right. mom to the dragon lady is uh, right. some range right there. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods, you know, they don't really know that they're trapped so much and they're in sort of a bigger, you know, they're not confined to a singular space, but for all intents and purposes, they are they are captives. Um, yep. And that one's great too because it just sort of turns all these horror angles on their heads and has a lot of fun with it. Very like Buffy vibe and uh, a nice reveal at the end too. Um, so that's like probably the funnest of these. The rest are pretty miserable. Well, Fargo is fun. So that's, so then again, I had to do, well, I actually have to do eight because I'm, I'm reaching with my, with my captivity things. This just popped into my head, but, uh, I just watched Deliverance recently. Mm. Another one. Deliverance is, (laughs) I can't believe that that movie got made. I know. I truly can't believe that it got made. The it's rape insane. scene is very, very awful, and I mm-hmm. like can't even imagine them filming that in I like know. the '70s. It's so, it's so baffling to me. Um, it's a good movie, and I'm sure a good book as well. But uh, um, then, Funny Games, mm. uh, which is a Michael Haneke movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. It's um, they remade it in English, like shot for shot, which I think is a interesting thing on its on a separate yeah. level, but yeah. Uh, have you guys seen that one? Yeah. I seen the, the French one. I, I never saw the remake, but wasn't it the yeah, same it's, director? It's same, it's same everything. Well, not same actors, but same director. And like, literally he framed it. He framed it. Yeah. Exactly just exactly. Shot for shot. Right. Is it the same house even probably? And same. It might just be. I, I never saw actors. the English one. I just read about it. Yeah. But that one is, is, one of the scarier ones and also very like postmodern or sort of like French new wavy yeah. where, yeah, you know, they, uh, break the fourth wall they, and yeah, they, they break, they almost have like superhuman powers, but they're just like normal weirdo guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and my last one, my last one is one I'm adding. Cause I actually didn't really think of it as like, I don't think of it necessarily as like a captivity movie, but the shining is my mm. probably my favorite mm. horror movie, and if you think in terms of them being sort of like stuck in this place, for then, sure, um, I think you could finagle that one in there. And The Shining, I think, is like the perfect horror movie. Yeah, um, another Definitely Stephen like, King book, right. held captive um, by by Jack Nicholson for sure. There's like the and that and, well, and also like uh, you know sort of external forces. They're snowed in essentially, yeah, and then you have all these like ghosts. You know, 
playing their little games. And I mean, you know, I could talk for days about the shining, but the execution of that thing is just perfect. And the direction is like some of the best ever. It's interesting uh, with Stephen King, when you just like start talking about themes and like the point of like a lot of his movies and how he like all the devices, so many of his like books and stories are so similar. Like even just talking about the shining is like, that's kind of like misery. Like they kind of get like snowed in. She starts really friendly and like slowly almost like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Right. Gets taken over. She sort of does the same thing, but it's from different influences. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. What a hack. Yeah. Yeah. Come up with an original story. (laughs) That billionaire is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he, he, he knows how to, he knows how to string them together though, man, for the most part, they yeah. made some bad Stephen King movies, but for sure, those two are top notch. Casey, do you have a top five? Was that all of them, Tony? I think that's all of them. I'm going to kind of take, take it in his direction. I'm going to add one. I'm going to do six okay, let's hear him. because I just thought of one as you were talking. This is not a good movie, but I just want to add to my list running scared. The 2006 one with, uh, Paul Walker. Have you guys no. seen that? no. It's not very good, but there is a there's a part where uh, wait. Can Juliet I stop you? Can La- I stop you? A Paul yes. Walker movie isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good in the way that we like to watch sure. it, but it's not like <laughs> the way that we like to watch right. him. Yeah, right. right. Yes, Juliet from Lost. It has like oh. a child porn thing, and he saves the kids from it, and it's like it just comes out of nowhere, and it's uh, it's it's disgusting well, that's extra but, um, weird super cool yeah i'm just gonna kind of like run them down quick i had room silence of the lambs i've got parasite yeah had to add it yeah. to the list um i'm gonna put girl with the dragon tattoo because i uh, the fincher one because oh right when when it's when it's revealed that he has like the dungeon down there it's like yeah uh yeah it, it was great like the enya scene and everything yeah that great. also reminded um, me of inheritance it was like oh this has given me right. the rich weirdo's <laughs> basement is actually where he like is murdering people yes disgusting and then uh prisoners i have last oh uh, okay don't i spoilers to me but i've been i've had okay. prisoners on the list for so long because the director of that movie is incredible um, yeah. I've heard amazing things, but I, it's, uh, it's on the list. Okay. I won't say anything, anything more except that, uh, I really enjoyed I'll just it. add, uh, I tried to watch it and I couldn't, it's a really, it's really, really intense. Prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I believe uh, I, I was getting too anxious and I was like, oh gosh, I don't, I'm just gonna go do something else. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> uh, my top five is a little, I have misery. That was all I had that matched you guys. But I put um, oh. ten Cloverfield Lane as my oh, number five. That was a, oh, right. That was a sleeper. I thought for so me, too. Big time. And that's another one where like the setup totally misdirected me. Yeah. Uh, or or just the sort of Cloverfield tie-in. I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna like this movie," but everybody says it's good. Yep. Sure enough, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I loved it. My number four was inspired by my number five, which is Blast from the Past. Oh, I mean, they're not really held against their will, but I like um, this though. I I was (laughs) trying to think of more like unique angles to it and I should have thought harder because that's like a great example. I love that. Is that Brendan Fraser and is Alicia Silverstein? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she sure is. I mean, Christopher Walken sort of does trick them into staying down there, but, uh, 
Oh, gosh, what a great movie. Well, you know, and yeah. also Brendan Fraser is also held captive by ice in the film Encino Man. Oh, which came yeah. Out shortly that he before is. So he's got a he's got a nice little oeuvre going on too. Yeah, I had a uh, misery in my number three spot uh, for the same reasons you guys did, and then my number two I put uh, sort of a two two parter. I put Twelve Years a Slave, and then I also put um, Hunger, kind of in that same spot. Um, both Steve McQueen movies, both uh, about um, being imprisoned. And uh, yes. they're both fantastic movies. What other, do you think we can come up with some other quasi captive movies off the top of our heads? Because now I'm, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> now you well, you've got go. one more, right? I have one more and Break it's out. sort of in that same thing. Uh, Blue Velvet is my, my number oh, one. Oh yeah. Uh, it just kind of has, movie. yeah, someone's being kidnapped sort of in the process or maybe not being kidnapped. And then slowly the main character is, kind of like drawn into the the kidnapping and the captivity and being held hostage and it's all very gross and fun and crazy that's all i got do you guys have anything else to say about this trailer or about i will uh, say too kyle uh when i said that i was going to be on your podcast to talia the other day she yeah. said oh crunchy friends and i said no the trailer <laughs> <laughs> and i said no the trailer one and she said oh i don't know that one but you should go on crunchy friends so yeah. next we're, up we're uh, living in the shadow of crunchy friends yeah well i'll, I'll be w- eagerly waiting for my crunchy friends invite uh, yeah, we'll have to get some more guests on that. That one's the, yeah. the real heater podcast. People love it. People love Crunchy Friends. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Casey. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully it was fun for you guys, too. We'll see you um, next time on Previewed Podcast. Bye. Bye.